Hey there folks, I'm actually recording the daily financial news from Deck 11, the sports court on Holland, America. Hopefully you enjoy this while I walk around and you enjoy some interesting uh, scenery. We're leaving the great city of Phuket, Thailand, which yes, was one of my top 10 bucket list items. Check off the list. So let's get into it. First, we need to talk about national home prices in the United States. If you remember one of my 2023 housing calls, I expected us to have four negative year-on-year -year numbers. I'm thinking, you know, kind of February, March, April, May, perhaps March, April, May, June. But I want to hear from all of you. A, do you think we will have any month on month, or I'm sorry, any year on year negative housing numbers? And if so, how many? So the count is 12. That is the maximum we could have. What do you think the maximum negative month we will have next year, year on year? Remember, in 2022, it was the highest point of craziness. Remember Beth Traverso talking about what was going on in Seattle, 50,000, 60,000, 100,000 over asking. So again, how many months, leave comments below, how many months will we have negative year-on-year -year numbers? National housing market, I would love to hear from you. Next, let's talk about employment and inflation. Again, on Fridays, we got a barn burner of an employment number. 517,000 jobs created, 3x expectations roughly. Does that mean the Fed must go crazy and raise 50, 75 basis points at the next meeting? I don't know. All jobs are not created equal. Remember our conversation about the jobs market. It was tech, finance, and insurance. They were losing the most jobs and blue collar was adding them. Are we seeing blue collar, boomerang and the like? So again, I do think it's possible. I think it is possible for us to have a growing jobs market and for inflation to come down. Now, it is not my base case, but I do think it is possible in something worth considering. Uh, again, 500,000 jobs created, all jobs are not created equal and we should remember that. So next, let's talk about Doug Duncan. He is the chief economist at Fannie Mae. He was most recently interviewed talking about the 2023 housing market. And a couple of things that he pointed out is A, the 2023 housing market, we need to see improving affordability. Remember, you and I have been talking about affordability for two plus years. Affordability is made up of price, it is made up of interest rate, and it is made up of wages. I believe that what we will see is flat prices, interest rates will trend down slowly, and wages will increase. But that doesn't have to go that way. What Doug Duncan, again, Fannie Mae chief economist is talking about is, hey, we are waiting for improved affordability. Next, Mark Palim, Deputy Chief Economist at Fannie Mae. What he is highlighting is 
that the lock-in effect, which is something you and I've talked about for a year, remember we've been saying the Fed broke housing? Mark Palin, sorry the wind is blowing my paper, says the lock-in in fact is worse than many people expect or even understand. Remember, you and I have been talking about this, right? We've talked to Lance Lambert, Fortune Editor. He just moved into a new house in Tennessee, I believe. And he's in our very first interview, and Lance has a playlist on this channel. Check it out. He says, Michael, we're going to go buy some bunk beds. His wife is pregnant. He can't move. He's got a great rate. He's not going anywhere. So again, lock-in effect. This is according to Mark Palin, Deputy Chief Je Deputy economist at Fannie Mae. I want to make sure I get the title right. He is saying the lock-in effect is worse than many people expect or understand. Remember, you and I have talked about for at least a year that the average homeowner stays in their home or slash their mortgage eight years. And if the Fed truly broke housing as I expect, it is going to be longer than eight years. Got a note from Elon Musk that says Twitter is trending towards break-even. That is good news for all of you Tesla investors. If Twitter is tending, trending towards break-even, there is less chance that Elon Musk will rug pull you and sell more shares. And if Twitter goes to break-even, I would like to congratulate Elon Musk and the team at Twitter. You have done a lot. You were clearly near bankruptcy there for a minute, so congratulations. Larry Summers. Larry Summers has been quoted for the last year, perhaps 18 months. Larry Summers has been ragging on the Fed, talking about the Fed being late, the Fed doing this, the Fed doing that. Larry Summers is now saying, you know what? I'm encouraged. The chances of avoiding a recession and actually having a soft landing are increasing. You have heard me talk about the chances of a soft landing increasing from two to 15%. I could not find Larry Summers' percentages, but he clearly says, you know what? We gotta give the Fed credit. The chances of a soft landing are certainly increasing. I wanna to talk to you about the stock market. Are we back to meme stocks? I don't know if you've seen this, but not only are tech stocks up and maybe a new bull market is booming, but when did near bankrupt companies like Bed Bath & Beyond really deserve to be up 30%. Do we think Bed Bath & Beyond is the next Hertz? Are we really making that gamble? I gotta tell you, it certainly seems like risk is on and uh, I may need to get out of the stock market. It is crazy out there. Also, Kathy Wood. You've heard me rag on Kathy Wood a couple of times, but let's give her her roses. Kathy Wood is up 40%. Kathy Wood, Art K, is up 40% this year. Sorry, I'm just switching my papers. It's kind of windy up here. Next, we have Hilton CEO talking about his worst financial decision. He talked about buying a $20,000 used Porsche early in his career when he was making 17 grand. You've heard me admit many times that my biggest mistake was buying a $40,000 Mitsubishi 3000 GT Pearl White. Yes, that was a fun car, but unfortunately, I was only making 35 grand at the time. It was dumb, dumb, dumb. Good to know the Hilton CEO admits that his worst mistake was a 
Porsche, a used Porsche nonetheless. At least my Mitsubishi was brand new. Next, let's talk about the housing bust, the housing crash. There are two things we should talk about, transactions and price. First, are we past the transaction crash? I think the answer, generally speaking, is yes. One of my 12 crazy housing calls is exactly that. We have put in the low at 4.02 in December of 2022. So that one seems to be a no-brainer if you follow one rental at a time. But let's talk about price. And more specifically, let's talk about median home price for the country. Has it hit bottom? Well, we have to be careful how we have this discussion because you are going to hear from lots of YouTube channels. A, I believe we are going to have four negative year-on-years. But does that mean housing go negative from here? I don't know. I think any move in housing is small, 1% or 2%, but I don't see a crash coming. But again, I see four months of negative, negative year-on-year numbers. Let me know what you think below. Let's talk about the Canada housing market. You want to talk about some pain, right? Remember, we've been talking about the Canada housing market and their five-year adjustable rate mortgages. It is now estimated that up to 45% of Canadian homeowners will have to list or sell their homes if rates are reset a point or more higher. That is significant. And then lastly, let's talk about earnings that are coming out this week. We have earnings from many companies. What I will be looking for from earnings is their forecast and also their cost reduction. Are they laying off? Are they reducing office space or are they cutting projects? Folks, have an amazing day. I hope you enjoy my background here. We are leaving the great city of Phuket, Thailand. Enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye.